With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome. You've tuned in to Man Up. Heard each and every Saturday evening at 8. Where host Antonio Delgado, Carl Kozlowski, and Ron Pearson, along with their guests, take a stand for modern manhood. Stand up and man up, America. And now, your hosts, Antonio, Carl, and Ron. Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to another edition of Man Up, coming to you from up, the baby. luxurious studios of KRLA AM870, The Answer, in Los Angeles. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Carl Double Portion. Hold the dessert, Kozlowski. Hold the dessert in your hand is what you do. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Better than my mouth. <laughs> and with me, as always, are... Antonio the Degenerate Delgado. And... named, and Ron the Mirthful Married Man Pearson. Meow, meow. And our show is... Yeah, exactly. Our show is uh, very special, Ron. Why is it special? Why? Because on this show, we believe small minds talk about people. Average minds talk about things, and great minds talk about ideas. And on this show, we've we've got got all three. three. (laughs) All right. And we also have a very special guest, possibly... I would say this might be the most famous legend we've had yet, and we've had some good ones. We've had some big legends. The greatest Emmy-winning actor of all time. Seven Emmys. Set the record for most Emmys ever by an actor. Ed Asner will be in the house. Come on. Ed Asner. Wow. Yeah, but uh, first off. Lou. Lou. Exactly. You got spunk, kid. I like spunk. (laughs) Lou. (laughs) There. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but uh, yeah, it was always like to start off by talking about the week that was with the check-in. What's been up with you guys? What's up with you, Ron? Well, my wife has been dropped off at the airport and going to Texas, and Woo, so I am, party. my son and I, batching it. So i got to be the real dad now because Uh-oh. you can't, normally my wife can pick up the slack. Oh, let me go out here and do this. I'm going to go meet the guys over here. Now i got to be dad like Full on. I got to do all the things that she does, and you don't can't even believe, you know, because I, I forget, you know, I jo- you take for granted what she does all day long. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna be busier with her gone than I would be with her here for sure. Wow. Even, and that's discounting the eight projects she would normally give me on a given day. Are you guys but, gonna have a party? You and your son? No. <laughs> My son's gonna play video games, and I'll try and coax him out of the room with food. <laughs> So he doesn't no, that's, no joke. that's the truth of it. Yeah, so he doesn't Hey, star. son, do you want to go to a movie? Nah. I'll go to the <laughs> I'll movies. Take, with I'll, you. I'll take you to Disneyland. Nah. I'll go to Disneyland. I'm not making this up. Yeah. This is, yeah, he, he loves. But you know what? Both my kids love our home. They like they, they feel safe there. They feel comfortable there. Yeah. And it says a lot for my well, It's because of all the shotguns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, a fortress. Told. <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> wow. How about you, Antonio? Uh, me? I flew out to San Francisco to go watch Hamilton. Oh what? boy! Wow! Yeah. Wow! That's that's very uh, high class. That's not really degenerate. <laughs> uh, well, he I'm wasn't a degenerate city. <laughs> I'm probably the. You know, I really like musicals. I like all that stuff. I'm oh, really? probably the straightest, mo- most. Uh, m- Biggest brute guy who likes that stuff, man. Wow. I like yeah. musicals, too. Yeah. I, and I saw Hamilton when it was here in town. It's a great show. I, I literally flew out just to hear one song. I, I love that song when, uh, when, um, when uh, what's his name? Burr is talking about how... Uh, Let It Go from Frozen. I was going to say, Let It Go. <laughs> That's next week. Let It Go. <laughs> here, we're taking our fourth member, uh, the wonderful Andres the Great. I'm taking him to Frozen 2 in a week or two. <laughs> yeah, you are. No joke. I've got no yeah. girls. Is horizon. that true? That's yes. true. Yes. Well, why yes. didn't you invite me? <laughs> what? Okay. I would go. Because your son oh, doesn't really want to go oh, to the movie. Let it go, Ron. Oh, my gosh. Let it go. Anyway. Um, How about you, buddy? Wow. So I saw the Midway. Uh, the movie Midway comes out Friday, or it came out yesterday. What am I saying? And um, <laughs> and anyways, uh, Midway saw the, uh, the premiere on a Tuesday night. I love, the, I love the ads for it. 
It was it was cool. It was um they had three actual midway survivors from the famous World War II oh, battle. Are you wow. serious? Yeah, they were there on stage. The and get this, uh, this blew my mind for anybody who wonders what's wrong with Hollywood all the time. Well, uh, they brought the U.S. Navy color guard out on stage. They turned the giant screen of in Westwood into an image of the American flag. Had real flags there with the color guard, and then sang the national anthem before the show. Wow! And all like a thousand people from Hollywood are all like standing up, giving the you know the heart gesture, hand on heart for the national anthem. That's very un Hollywood. I know it was fantastic. But when Carl puts his hand on his heart, it means he's having a heart attack. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that was. He's like, oh, that's sand- just now. Uh, <laughs> well, I lost that sandwich. Oh, there it is. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, the movies, the movies. That's cool. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, the, the movie was really good. It's by Roland Emmerich, who is one of my favorite directors. He did Independence Day and, and uh, uh, Day After Tomorrow. And I love 2012. It's ridiculous, but it's one of the funnest movies ever. And, uh, and it's a great cast as Woody Harrelson as Admiral Nimitz, uh, Dennis Quaid as Admiral Halsey. And a bunch of Nick Jonas of the Jonas Brothers is uh, is like this badass uh, tail gun guy, and uh, yeah, yeah just do movie. just do the whole credits, dude. Just no, do all it's just it. a really good movie. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but Carl, like you, you're a nationally you your your movie reviews go tomatoes. go out nationally. You've yes. been a movie reviewer for years. So what do you give this? I I give it a B plus out of uh, that's good. Yeah, it's I saw solid. the original in the seventies when I was in the sixth grade. Yeah, how was that? It was great, and wow. it started uh, wasn't Charlton Heston in it, and and uh, but the guy I went with ended up becoming uh, a Navy pilot. Wow, he was that inspired, huh? Yeah. So were both Midways were like the Japanese portrayed as bad guys, or was it a very balanced look? No, that's what's weird about this movie. I don't know about that one, but boy. I mean, because Roland Emmerich, I got to interview him, the the writer or the director. He wasn't didn't write this one. He writes a lot of his movies. but And he said that um, they you can't get away with that anymore, having a everybody's evil. But it was interesting how they did it. They actually, towards at certain moments of the movie, they show the Japanese – as even though they're they're our enemy, that to them they're they're acting with honor, and there's some real moments of sacrifice that are shown as well. And the movie at the end says Look, dedicated to both sides. It's not the ending. No, I, I understand. Everybody knows how I it understand, ends. But my my point is is uh, weird. to be honest. The Japanese at the time were brutal. I know they were horrible, vicious people. <laughs> but what, but what they, but what they, they did do because at the end they're showing all the different characters and what became of the real life people. Yeah, and they do say flat out the Japanese murdered two hundred fifty thousand Chinese civilians because of helping one of the downed pilots and his men uh, that landed in After China. After they know the gay, yeah, too little, yeah. yeah. And uh, and so it says that they were brutal, but at the same time, that was the only thing I didn't really like. I didn't know what to make of dedicated to the brave sold Japanese American and Japanese soldiers. Okay, in the Battle of Midway. so did did you see? Did you see? We were soldiers. We were soldiers. Oh uh, yes, that I did. great that film. Ago. So yeah. in that film, they had the Vietnamese and the Americans, but they did it from a soldier's point of view. So it gave respect. To the other side wow. as, as their soldiers too, and it followed the story. It was I, I love that movie. And Clint Eastwood also did uh, two versions of Iwo Jima: one from the Chinese point or the Japanese, Japanese. point of view, and yes. one from yes. Americans. So hey, you know it's been done. But um, yeah, it was interesting. I would have loved to ask one of the old guys that was there. So what do you think of the dedicating to the brave <laughs> Japanese true. soldiers? Also, <laughs> he's probably like ah. Well, you know what? Some of them have respect, and and yeah. if, and if you look at the at the at the movie uh, that was done about Louis Zamperini, Louis oh, got yeah. saved Unbroken. here, and he went over and found the guards that held him prisoner oh, and wow. beat him and tortured him, and he forgave them all. Holy cow! In, in real life, he went there wow. to do it. Yeah, Did they accept the forgiveness. Was it a yes? Except for the biggest guy, the bird, who was uh, uh, one of the most wanted Jeez. war criminals in the whole. I mean, war. most most of the time, dude, these soldiers are just you know they're agents from their governments. They're just yeah. going out there, on, yeah. That's what I think. You know, yeah. involuntarily yeah. into yeah, yeah. this chaos, fighting each other. A soldier so. will respect another soldier. So, yeah. hey, Carl, I love the fact that you're bringing us your expertise, which is movies, and bringing it right to the radio show and giving us uh, sure, your input because you. uh, we want to know what movies to go see. So yeah, I'll let's be, do this more often. Yeah, yeah I'll be doing this like every fun. week. I uh, get to see movies. So Perfect. next week it'll be Ford versus Ferrari. It'll be awesome. Oh, seeing that, uh, that. also uh, soon. So excellent with Andre the Great. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it is time now for the news. As always, curated by news director Angel Mancini. Yeah. And now, the lead story. <laughs> 
Uh, there's a new survey that has found that 8 in 10 millennials believe they aren't quote-unquote good enough. <laughs> uh, so they're saying it was a survey of 2,000 millennials ages 22 to 38 has revealed troubling stats. Uh, an astounding 8 in 10 flat-out believe they're not quote-unquote good enough. 7 in 10 millennials say daily chores like going to the gym regularly, maintaining a presence on social media, and making enough money are the top wow. reasons they feel overwhelmed. Then it says uh, that the average millennial feels inadequate roughly 130 times per year. You know what? I'm not even a millennial, and I could easily feel inadequate, inadequate 130 times a year. Every time I ask a woman out, <laughs> the reaction I get makes me Carl, feel Carl, you feel inadequate 130 times a day. Okay. <laughs> Many respondents say they feel great pressure to walk at least 10,000 steps each day and own a nice car. I'm like, really? Life is, I have neither. Why is life so soft for these people? My God. <laughs> well, 8 out of 10 feel that they are not good enough, but 9 out of 10 filled out the survey from their parents' basement. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, it's crazy to me that I, I, it's sad to me that eight out of ten feel that they they're not good enough. But maybe it's true. Yeah, I was about Ma- to say maybe that. they're really not good enough. Like well, they haven't accomplished anything to feel adequate, man. What some have of they, them have. Some the, do, the two some. Andres, the two. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. The two. <laughs> <laughs> the two. Hey, hey, look, I was I was at a frozen yogurt place the other day, and uh, I the my charge was five dollars and fifty six cents. 56 cents. I gave him $6 and 6 cents. All hell broke loose. <laughs> it was a mess. Yeah. He had to call the manager. They didn't know what's going on. Oh my God. Maybe they're just not good enough. I don't know. Maybe it's true. I don't know. That's what I mean. Things are just too easy, man. That's really what it comes down to, I think. Well, there, I mean, there's no great war for them. There's no great challenge. There's really no great thing for them to prove themselves that they're I mean, global it. warming isn't well, big enough for them. <laughs> Well, they're trying, right? <laughs> well, you know that actually ties back with Midway. We should get paid by uh, by Lionsgate for this, but no. But they, I was asking, like, you know, what do you think of, of the people that I t- spoke with from the film? I said. You know, I think this is important that a movie like this comes out to show people what it was like to have a real defined enemy and um, and the sacrifice involved. Because I think a lot of millennials probably forget about World War II or all they know about is Hitler. Well, let me you know? finish my thought. Yeah. So, so not only that, right, that they have no great war, they have no great great struggle external struggle but that's because all our fathers and our grandfathers did that before us to get us to this point yeah where now the actual struggle it's an internal one you actually have to go inside and 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 uh, get rid of your trauma your inadequacies find where all those things are that 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 hold you back and you know it's kind of scary going in so that's I think that's going to be the this generation's struggle is to go inside of them and find out how it is that they can I, overcome trauma. I think you're right, but yeah. let's break down let's break down the categories. You have okay. baby boomers, right? Okay. I was uh, Generation X. Were you really? Were? Yeah. Damn. No. Yes. No. Yeah. You think I'm a boomer? Be- Look it up, know. dude. I'm a Gen X. You're just under. I'm Gen X. And by the way, Gen- by the way, boomer. What does that mean? I mean, I think it's a Latin term. It means they're all hippies. Yeah. <laughs> Gen X. That's like the best title, right? What are you, X? Gen X. Sounds like something you'd buy at GNC. <laughs> hey, yeah. Can I get a bottle of the Gen X there? <laughs> yeah. Millennials, those people are 22 to 37-year-olds. Are you a millennial? Uh, no, I'm, 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 I Gen just X. missed it. Yeah. yeah. Gen X. Yeah. Gen X. Yeah, Gen X. And Andres the Great is a millennial. millennial. He's a hair bearer. What do you want? But the next one after millennials is called post-millennials. Sounds more like a cereal. Try to do (laughs) post-millennials. It has no taste. What? They're also called Gen Z. But I think they should be called pansy is what they should really be called. <laughs> oh. Generation pansy. That's so perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. No, they're called Gen Z, I-Generation, Homelanders. Maybe that's because they'd never leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, you know, who knows? I think maybe they should just be called Everyone Gets a Trophy or Generation Take a Pill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how does this happen in a world where the, the, every, every kid gets a trophy just for showing up now? 
Well, you know, I don't understand. How do you still feel inadequate? There's no winners. But, but that's exactly that. why, dude. Because look, okay. at, at the end of the day, it's the it, it's we're trying to get rid of struggle. We're trying to make everything as comfortable as possible. But struggle, overcoming struggle, is what gives purpose to your life. It's and, true. And they they don't have it. They get that taken away from. <laughs> so them. my wife, I took that same argument to my wife this morning about this topic, mm-hmm. and she came back with me, and I kind of am on her team. Now, and well, she, when weren't you? <laughs> well, that's a good team. To, <laughs> good team to be on, but but she said, "Look, I." She goes, "I feel so sorry for this generation because we're watching both our children yeah. stuck in this." And she goes, "Constantly in front of their faces is perfection of everything. Every Instagram post, all these Instagram models, and they're not real." And and. People's Facebook posts, they look like they're having the best time of their life, but that's two-tenths of a second. Seconds later, they could be ticked off and not having fun at all. It's just, but it's constant pressure. Not only that, when we were kids, if you were invited to a party, Mm -hmm. uh, you went to the party. If you weren't invited, you didn't hear about it. Yeah. Now you see all the posts. Oh, there's the party I'm not going to. There's the party. Not only that, in the dating world, you're swiping left and right. It's so superficial. Everything, oh, yeah, you're worst. just being judged at all times. And we push all our kids to super succeed into college and do this. When in reality, my wife goes, when I was, all my parents wanted from me, um, get a job and get married. That was it. That mm-hmm. was the only expectation. I failed at half of those. <laughs> <laughs> and if this counts as a job, I don't know. <laughs> you know that both of those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But we need to move on. Is that cool, guys? Well, uh, I want to say one no, thing. No, I like this conversation. A little bit more. Go I want to say right, one yeah. thing. I think the real reason is that we've taken God out of everything. So people don't know who they are positionally. You know, uh, your worth comes from the Lord. Psalm 139, you were fearfully and wonderfully made. made. Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. Ephesians 2, 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. And all these things are saying who you are. You are when you could trust that you don't have to trust all of what the world is telling you you're not because he made you for a purpose you have a reason you have a plan and when you rest in that honestly anxiety goes away i was waking up a couple years ago in the middle of the night with tons of anxiety and i've never really experienced a lot of anxiety because i'm more of just a fighter like i'll just mm-hmm. fight harder if things look rough though then i'll just fight harder i'm that kind of mm-hmm. guy you know but i had all this anxiety and i would read psalm 34 every night um which is, it says you'll rejoice at all times. Uh, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be on my lips. And then it says, and he delivers me from all my fears. Yep. And then at the bottom of that the psalm, it says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers us from them all. So instead of living in constant anxiety, when I can just rest in him and go, all right, no matter what happens, I know he has me. Even if bad things happen, it's going to be okay. Oh, life's so much happier and better. Preach on, I know, Ron. but, but I, you're right. No, you're I right. I feel bad. These kids are so so much anxiety. I feel yeah. bad for them to a certain extent, but at the end of the day, man, you just got to take control of your own life. That's yeah. all you got a chance yeah. to do. So sorry, Carl. We can move on. Okay. <laughs> no problem. Lead story two, Electric Boogaloo. Okay, this is probably my favorite story of the year. It involves food, I assume. It does, yes. <laughs> but very special. Shut up. <laughs> okay, so watch out, ladies and gentlemen. There is a wave of violence taking place at Popeye's Chicken Restaurants what? nationwide. Uh, they they discontinued the Popeye's chicken sandwich in August. The public outcry was so huge, they brought it back on Sunday, November 3rd. And the blinds were so intense that somebody like stabbed another guy at one location in Maryland. Maryland, who stabs people in Maryland? And so it wasn't Florida. Well, wasn't- Baltimore's in Maryland. I think a lot of people get stabbed. <laughs> okay, I digress. But okay, Baltimore. It was Oxon Hill, Maryland. Wherever that is, look that up. But uh, but I mean, come on. And the, 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 a guy stabbed another guy for jumping in line. Stabbed him to death. 
pressed, and then and then they, there were reports on on Twitter. People were videotaping like almost riots in, in locations nationwide. People just screaming, and I'm like, "Come on! I wouldn't uh, quit acting so ridiculous, people. I would not act that way over anything except a McRib." So, <laughs> Dude, I've seen you have that crazy look in your eyes when you, I try to take one of your fries. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> could you imagine going to prison for stabbing someone at Popeye's Chicken? What are you in for? Hey, what are you in for? Well, a guy cut in line. He cut, so I cut him. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. What? A, how are these sandwiches that good that people are this? No, what it, are they putting in them? Oxycontin? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No, but those lines are ridiculous. I remember one time I was tempted to go get a sandwich, and I and I Popeyes. Drove, yeah, and I drove, and my God, there was a line of cars like a block two down. I was like, no way. I mean, here's what I don't line. understand: is how the hell did Popeyes ever become a place for fried chicken? He's famous for spinach. For healthy food, and then they. Tur- How did this happen? I never understood. Well, maybe it's we not the same Popeye. There's they don't different. have Popeye. Oh, they, they have Popeye the Sailor there's Man only, on the. There's store? only one Popeye. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, they used to emphasize it a lot more. It started as a real tied in with. Oh, yeah. okay, 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 okay. <laughs> no, they used to have guys that <laughs> he would dress his up food in history. Giant, yeah, they know guys that would restaurant history. And by the way, <laughs> they would dress up with giant with sailor outfits and giant did they really? fake arms and stuff. Did they really? Stand up. Yeah, back in the eighties. Oh, I bet. Wow, I wonder if they, I wonder if they fry the chicken in olive oil. Oh. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. Ed. Well, have you guys ever been? By the way, I think that's genius. Mark, I think they're doing it a lot for marketing and promoting it that way. What people are getting stabbed? That's good well, marketing. That's honestly, good it is. Marketing. I think we should get somebody stabbed in this show. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't believe what's happening. Yeah. Oh my God, that's crazy! Man up, well, man down. <laughs> wow. So uh, I'm we, move we on should to have a next. Russian roulette episode. <laughs> Click. <laughs> yeah. Click. Yeah. Hey, how come Click. everybody's making me take the turns over and over? <laughs> um, I'm gonna move on to the next thing real quick here. Man up welcomes hero of the week. Come to save the day. Kanye West, ladies and gentlemen. I Woo! never thought we would say those words, man. I know. Here's the week, Kanye West. Yeah. He recently uh, had a born-again experience, and boy, he is telling the whole world about it. Uh, he actually released an entire album called Jesus is King, and all 12 tracks have made the Hot 100. That has never happened in music history before, that every wow. song on an album has hit the Hot 100. And then... Uh, he also brought at, a, at an event this weekend, or the past weekend, I'm sorry, at the forum in Los Angeles, over 2,000 people gave their lives to Christ as a result of his concert. Can you imagine? 2,000 people gave their lives to Christ? Yes. And apparently, Taylor Swift was there, went forward to give her life for Christ, and he came up and said, no, I think Beyonce <laughs> should get <laughs> Should get saved, not Taylor Swift. Beyonce deserves his salvation. Wow. That was a good one. No, well, what's interesting, um, my whole family has been on top of this, Uh and we almost went last week to Kanye's concert yeah. at the Forum um, and his church service. So he's doing the church services all over the country. And I was pretty skeptical of it till I watched the video. My daughter sent up this video, and I'm like, I think he's the real deal. I mean, we've seen a lot of versions of Kanye. Like, I mean, he says phrases like... Uh, uh, I am God's vessel. This is before. He said, I'm God's vessel, but my greatest pain in life is that I will never be able to see myself performing live. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that one. He says, uh, for me to say I wasn't a genius, I'd just be lying to you and myself. It's like, he's been, he's so full of himself, but now you you hear him talk and he he really seems to have a a real sense about him. So I I applaud you, Kanye. I hope you stick with it. And... um, Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're out there, we hear you listen to this station, please call us. Okay. There's a great preacher I follow, and Sean Bowles, that uh, that uh, gave him the stamp you know, of at, approval. At the end of well. the day, it just goes to show you how little 
value and life purpose wealth gives you it really doesn't give you much of anything agreed like you need to find a deep purpose in your life we, we're all craving it he found it and i'm glad he's helping other people find awesome it. coming up after the break we have the legendary ed asner you can find us at man up the view for dudes on facebook on instagram at man up show all together and on twitter at man up underscore show please find us like us follow us and not only that watch our other shows we have them online Go see him. Listen, they don't oh, see yeah. him, but listen to him. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Oh, that's right. That's manupshow.net. Yes. Thank you, Double P. Hey, this is Antonio Delgado, host of Man Up. You hear me give funny and serious opinions on some of the biggest issues facing man today through my law offices in Los Angeles, San Diego, San Francisco, Las Vegas, Orange County, and Houston. I man up for you to help you and your family at the most difficult times of your life. So if you want a caring and compassionate fighter for your rights to a great life in America, call me. 213-266-7900 and I'll be there for you. That's 213-266-7900. The CDC says at least one person has died in a salmonella outbreak linked to ground beef. Dean Minuccio explains. The health agency says there's been 10 salmonella infections across six states. Eight of those cases required hospitalization and one person in California has died. Lab tests have shown that ground beef is likely the source of the outbreak, though they haven't identified a common supplier. The CDC reminds people that they should always thoroughly cook ground beef to an internal temperature of 160 degrees. Daylight saving time may be bad for your health, as we hear in this report from Mark Mayfield. Researchers say the incidence of heart attacks increases around the time change in both spring and fall. The time change also coincides with a rise in traffic accidents and sleep deprivation, which can lead to more workplace injuries and emergency room visits. That's mainly because switching to daylight saving time disrupts the body's natural rhythm, which has a negative effect on health. I'm Larry Marino, in the Answer Newsroom. When you really want Italian food, you've got to get to Colombo's. Colombo's Italian Steakhouse and Jazz Club, Colorado Boulevard, Eagle Rock. It's that little neighborhood place you wish was down the street from you. And sometimes the best times are those times when only the simple things done so well will do. Sure, Columbus has some of the very best steaks in Southern California, and their fish specialties are a reason to wow. And let's not forget the jazz every night. But sometimes simplicity rules the realm. Then it's time for Columbus meatballs and spaghetti. Nothing can be more deliciously rewarding totally satisfying than a simple fare that liberates us from the madness of life, even for a moment or two, while nourishing the soul. Yes, Columbus meatballs and spaghetti. So simple, so perfect. Simplicity done right. Columbus, that little neighborhood place you wish, was down the street from you. Columbus, mangia bene. As Californians, we know that an earthquake can strike at any time. Having a plan on what to do when the shaking starts is vital. The only thing better would be to also receive an alert that the shaking is coming. Earthquake experts and public safety officials in California are developing an earthquake early warning system. Even a few seconds of notice could allow you to take action. For more information on the future of earthquake early warning, go to calalerts.org. Sponsored by the California Governor's Office of Emergency Services, aired by the California Broadcasters. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is... I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Our talk show hosts want to be friends with you. I'm letting my Facebook friends know. Ew, not like real friends. Facebook friends. Everybody's in some way connecting somewhere. Like AM870, The Answer. Welcome. You've tuned in to Man Up. Heard each and every Saturday evening at 8 where hosts Antonio Delgado, Carl Kozlowski, and Ron Pearson, along with their guests, take a stand for modern manhood. Stand up and man up, America. And now, your hosts, Antonio, Carl, and Ron. 
All right, welcome back to Man Up. Man up. Coming to you from luxurious studios of Carol AM870 in Los Angeles. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Carl. Double portion, hold the dessert, Kozlowski. And with me are... <laughs> Antonio the Degenerate Delgado. And Ron, the mirthful married man, Pearson. And today, I'm excited to be bringing in a man that uh, I had the pleasure of uh, hosting once in my apartment. For, he came over for a podcast uh, with uh, the lovely and talented Priscilla Barnes, the Three's Company fame, and wow. so much more. But uh, he is a, a legend in the acting world and beyond. He has won more Emmys than any actor in history. Woo! Seven. No, and no, and... no. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. Uh, Betty White won more. Or, uh, well, you somebody... won more as a man then, right? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> One, Okay. I'm sorry, Betty. But... Uh, <laughs> She's going to come over and kick my butt for next week, probably. But uh, more I'll Emmys. Do it <laughs> wow. He's in rare form already. Uh, so, uh, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, know him and love him, Ed Asner. Lou, Lou. You got spunk, a living image. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, thank you for uh, coming <laughs> into the studio. We really, uh, it's an honor to have you, sir. And um, um, you know we're very excited that you're you're like ninety and you're still like touring the nation, putting way way younger performers to shame. Seriously, uh, yeah. And you've got like two shows that you tour with. Yeah. God help us, which is a politics show. Yeah. And then a man and his prostate. So tell us about uh, either or both of these. Uh, they sound they sound hilarious. Well, a man and his prostate was written by Ed Weinberger, who was oh a yeah writer producer wow. on the uh, uh, Taxi and the Cosby Show, yeah, yeah. million yeah. shows, yeah. legend and Mr. As well. President, I think. Oh really? Okay. And um, it's a beautifully crafted show, and uh, at at the same time, it's a wonderful comedy. It calls attention to uh, looking for the. Uh, the needs of uh, of curing prostate cancer. Sure, okay. I like it. Wow! And then, uh, what does God help us? Well, that was written by Samuel <coughs> Warren Joseph. Okay. And Phil Proctor of Fireside Theater fame. Oh, oh yeah, those guys are great. Love him. <coughs> yeah, love him. Yeah, very talented boys. And they put together this, which uh, deals with God bringing together a couple who had distanced themselves from each other because of their varied, conflicting social political views. Okay. <laughs> Sounds he, like so like a like he's a trying to thing. create a match for the country to emulate, and it uh, becomes somewhat impossible. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> so, um, do you? What's your favorite? Do you still like touring? I mean, you enjoy. No, I it? hate it. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like I That's like getting, I like uh, performing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the getting there is sucks. Oh wow! It's the okay. travel that you that you yeah. don't like. Yeah. How, how is it? It's like coming here <laughs> and being here. Oh man! Is it any harder to remember lines? You're almost ninety years old. You look great. Mm. Your your function is totally there. You're sharp as a. You tank. ought to see me in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Better than ever. Huh? Better than ever. Yeah. <laughs> a man in his prostate. I, I have testimonials. <laughs> Check his website, folks. Check his website. Yeah. Wow. When did you first decide, I'm going to be an actor, and what? how did that go, and what did you get into? I guess that, I, the bug was always in me, but I, 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 didn't, I didn't think you made a living that way. Right. Huh. And when I was uh, my first year of college at the University of Chicago, uh, I wanted to get out as quickly as possible. So I decided to go to summer school. And my rotund roommate from Newark, New Jersey, uh, came bustling home one day. He was involved with the theater group. And uh, he said they're going to be doing uh, Murder in the Cathedral and... Uh, uh, you can do any of the roles in it. Wow. And I said, oh, okay. Uh, so I checked the book out. I didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> I went and auditioned, and uh, I ended up doing the lead. And it, wow, wow, that's great, man. You're natural. It got me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. So then, um, as did the lady in the oh, oh lady in the chorus. <laughs> hey now, we have a contender for the degenerate title here. <laughs> so, um, what would you, out of all your roles, would you say Lou Grant is is your favorite, or would you surprise us by saying another one, perhaps? Well, I love doing Axel Jordash and in uh, uh, Rich Man Poor Man. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, uh, there are a number of roles I've played that I, I loved. Uh, Family Man was another one. Uh, I liked the Santa Claus I had in Elf. Oh yeah. Oh, love so, that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got a I've got a little story. Um, um, I'm gonna have to use a different word, but um, I interviewed you the first time back in 2003. I worked at Pasadena Weekly newspaper for a while. And, uh, and anyway, I interviewed, I was interviewing you about something else, but I had already seen Elf at a test screening like a few months before it was going to come out. Mm -hmm. And so when I called you, uh, your, uh, your assistant or receptionist was out for the day and you were having to work all the phone lines at your office plus interviewing. <laughs> so while I'm interviewing you, you kept going and I had you on speakerphone so I could type and everybody wanted to hear you as a legend talking to me, you know, so the whole office is listening and you're like, uh, Gosh darn it! But you kept saying that while you're switching lines, like ah ah ah, and it's like I, I, I'm trying to figure out these lines. And then, so finally, I got through everything I needed to get from you for answers. And I go, by the way, I saw you in this movie Elf. I thought you were a wonderful Santa. And all of a sudden, you went from totally angry and frustrated with the phones going. Oh, isn't it wonderful to do something great for the kids? And then, the, then I go, wow, yeah, you're right. And then the second later, oh, the phone starts ringing again. And, you, I was like, and you're like, I better go. And so anyway, wow. it's a favorite memory of mine. That's from a shame. <laughs> I had to rush you off like that. No, that was fine. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, Lou Grant, what do you think was the, the magic of that uh the whole chemistry with the mary tyler moore show and then my other question related to him is that you pulled off at work playing him in a comedy and then in a drama and i don't know if that's ever been done in the history of television so i doubt it but then yeah. i i do many impossible things yeah yeah wow <laughs> a man in his prostate yeah. <laughs> yeah. but i mean uh, any uh aesthetically uh, speaking <laughs> exactly frustratingly speaking when you see me. No, but but uh, um, what, how did that come about? Uh, the switch from doing it as a comedy character to well, a drama I, when when it turned out that CBS wanted me for uh, another series uh, when it was announced that Mary Tyler Moore was ending. Yeah. Uh, uh, they said they wanted me, so I said I'd I'd like to do it. I'd, I'd like. MTM to be the producer of it, and I'd like my two producers from Mary to be responsible for it. And that was Jim Brooks and Alan Burns. Wow. Yeah. And so they uh, they said okay, and after a month or two of standing around, they came forward and said that uh, they'd like to do an hour show. Wow. 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 And I said, they can do no wrong. They must know what they're talking about. They didn't. Huh. Uh, so, uh, but but then you wound up after like four seasons on the show. It was still in the top ten, and because you five. were so outspoken, top five, five right. seasons. <laughs> yeah, Carl. <laughs> okay, fake news, fake news. I'm sorry, but but um, but but you were still in the top ten with the show, and CBS canceled you because uh, you believe it was because you were too outspoken politically in their eyes, um, which seems like impossible nowadays i mean it seems like stars are able to say whatever they want about politics i'm sure they're not but you go ahead okay but just anything you want to say about going through that that just sounds like shocking to me well uh i keeping the show on as long as we dealt with the problems of life in this country i think was more important than my ability to speak out uh, I hate to say that, huh. but uh, uh, probably the only thing we didn't speak out on was busing, which is big at the time. Yeah. Um, abortion, huh. and I can't remember what the third one was. But okay. we discussed all the other problems that people were confronted with by uh, in this country, 
And uh, it probably would have been better if I'd kept my mouth shut, but I had nobody to guide me. Huh. Okay. So then uh, um, what about with uh, when you're doing movies like Alpha or Up, that's brought you to a whole new generation of young people. That yeah. Really that saved my ass. Yeah? yeah? Elf? Uh, yeah. Well, they both did uh-huh. because it, it captured the uh, eyes and ears of, uh, of the next generation. <laughs> okay. And even some of the fetuses. <laughs> wow. Okay. Hey, what? You've won so many Emmys. Do you ever get nervous when you would go to an Emmy Award? And how do you go, well, I've already said why all the I things. I get nervous. Huh? You never get nervous? Not, no, why would you get I'm nervous? Not at an Emmy Award, no. No. Because he won them all. That's good. I, but I, if I'm up, yeah, I'd be nervous. I'd be bound to be nervous. I don't care how many I won. Okay. But uh, uh, I've never gone to an Emmy Award dinner that I know of. That, I was nominated and I didn't win. I don't know. I don't remember. Huh. <laughs> and, and then... I'm, well, I'm getting that age. Yeah. <laughs> well, certainly a, 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 a star-studded career you've had. At what point in your career did you say to yourself, now I've made it? You never say that. Yeah. Really? Huh. Yeah. Because you're getting older. They're, they're being more selective in what they're offering you. It, it comes out of the clear blue sometimes. Yeah. What people see you as. And uh, you never know. And that may come after a long hiatus. I mean, uh, Up and, and Elf both saved my life, mm. saved my ass. And uh, uh, I probably could use another boost now. Oh, well, Up was uh, just... Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant film. It was good. All was ages love good. that. I'm very proud of it. Yes, as yeah. you should be, for sure. You know, in yeah. this room, we have a 20-year-old guy. We have 30-year-olds. We have 40-year-olds. We have, what, 70, Ron? 50s. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what would you tell yourself? What, what you wish you would have learned when you were younger that, that, uh, that you have the wisdom that you've acquired at this age? Well, save my money. Save your money. I could use the money. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, uh, you can't make money like you used to. Mm. Mm. The business has changed. Yeah. And you were president of SAG. Yeah. And I've been a member of SAG for, you know, over 30 years, 35 yeah. years, somewhere yeah. in there. And uh, uh, that, that it definitely has changed with how and much you make and that, you know that's that, that's not a growth marker to concentrate on save your money uh it doesn't improve your acting but uh it might make you available for more acting if you're saving your money yes right and then you're not desperate you're not pushing so hard oh, i'm out here i'm out here <laughs> Yeah, no I, one suggested that, You got Ron. a job? <laughs> you got a job? Give me a job, and I'll show you how desperate I am. <laughs> Did you have a favorite uh, uh, person you've ever worked with and a least favorite? Like, who was somebody you hated working with? Can you say? Who do I hate working with? Uh, yeah. I've forgotten their names. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Carl wanted dirt. I know. <laughs> it was... Uh, it was uh, on the Mary Tyler Moore show, it was great. Everybody there was a doll to be with, uh-huh. to work with, to, f- to feed on. You wow. could see it in the chemistry, too. Yeah. Yeah. You could, it was yeah. truly legendary, uh, amazing. With, uh, with Elf, Will Ferrell was ideal. Yeah. Huh. That's great. I think you know, that, that performance of his <laughs> yeah. was just out of sight. Yeah. I know him. Yeah. <laughs> where, where do you put all your Emmys? Do you have a, a, a thing? Or I have a friend that I had, got a thing. Yeah, I have a. <laughs> I have a friend that won an Oscar, and she would use it as a doorstop oh, at the I party. Hear that crap! It's true. <laughs> she go, oh, that thing, you know. Yeah. But who's that friend? That she uh, Anna White. She won for choreography of yeah. of Oliver. Yeah. Well, uh, she deserved it. Yeah, she, she did. About three others. Yeah, I mean, she did it for a laugh. She would use it as a doorstop, of course, yeah. but but she really had it there. And you'd look down and go, "Oh, that's her Oscar." <laughs> well, uh, 
But mine is strewn around. Yeah. 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 Along with the others. <laughs> well, you have to walk by those and feel proud because you're you're honestly your your achievements have been above and beyond. And right. when you were president uh, of of SAG, uh, I don't think you were president during the years of the merger, but you were very against the merger happening. How do you feel it's kind of panned out now that the streams still are... waiting to see. <laughs> I was against the merger because they didn't uh, they didn't uh, solve the uh, pension and health care problem. And health, yeah, which was always the stumbling stumbling block in yep. terms of merger, and they still haven't done it. Yeah, and I'm still not sure how it works out, but I'll I'll go along for the ride. Yeah, well, I, I got one pension on SAG and one on AFTRA, so they're still kind of chugging along, and yeah. you know, so it seems yeah. to be working, and the healthcare's been. I'd have to say stellar. My daughter had a big surgery that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, and really? it only cost me $1,800. So I was like, huh. man, we have really, really good coverage. I'm very thankful for... What do you think about Elizabeth Warren and her plan to to create Medicare for all? Are you, are you a supporter of hers, or what do you think? I am so far, yeah. 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 I, I'm wary of Medicare for all because I think my... I have very good coverage under SAG and AFTRA. Very, very good coverage. What about and, the people who don't? Well, there are all sorts of plans, <laughs> and new. a couple of states are doing a couple of new things where they're cutting the cost dramatically of the doctors by not having offices. The co doctors are doing house calls, so people get catastrophic coverage uh, from a doctor that they call on the phone, and they'll come do house calls. Uh, for a very low cost, and then they pay out of pocket for the little things, like I had a cold and I needed uh, yeah. penicillin or this or that for whatever, and 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 that seems to be pretty effective. I mean, we definitely have a problem with healthcare, but if you had nothing and you were hurt and you went into the hospital, they have to they have to take care of you, and they will for no cost. Or it's like thirty. When I was a street performer, when I first came to town, I sprained my ankle uh, during a show, and I went to USC Medical, and for thirty five dollars, they you know fixed my leg because I didn't have, have health care. Well, then who are the people that that uh, Warren is talking about, and who is covering them? Well, there are a lot of people without health care coverage, but like I say, people do get covered. That's why. Are other costs like in Los Angeles County because of the number of people without health care that go into the hospitals to get the free coverage because they can't turn them away? Yeah. Seven or eight, uh, uh, the last figure I heard, seven or eight of our emergency rooms had shut down and gone out of business because they just can't stay open with not enough people paying. My other fear with single payer health care is that the quality of person working on you usually when when there's no competition prices go up and and the the the, the a lot of my doctor friends are wanting to leave the business because they're not getting paid enough and i think once the government sets the value for how much they're going to get paid you're going to have your c students out of college being the doctors not your a plus students and th that's my fear does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe practice makes perfect, and maybe they'll become A students by having the jobs. Could be. Could be. Could be. So what? Who? So how do you feel about the, uh, the election coming up? I mean, who is Warren your person, or do you have uh, any other uh, people you're, that you think are intrigued? Oh, I, I uh, Buttigieg sounds great. Uh-huh. Uh, and you said his name correctly, by the way. <laughs> I don't know how I got there. <laughs> um, uh, even Biden is, will be acceptable. I mean, anything b besides what the putts we got. Okay. Have you ever have you ever gone in and, and done uh, uh, directing? Have you directed anything before? No. No desire. <clears throat> I. If I'm given the job, I'll direct it. And then yeah. I'll yeah. I'll I'll wait and hear what the judgment is. Yeah, yeah. Well, you played a famous president of FDR quite a few times in uh, touring shows, also. So, uh, wh what did you learn about FDR from uh, 
playing that role? I mean, did, did you? I didn't sound like him, and I didn't look like him. <laughs> <laughs> but saying his words yeah. make people believe. That's great. So, would would you say who would you say your favorite president is? Would it be him or somebody else? I like Truman too. Oh yeah, yeah, Truman. I love Truman. Had a soul. Yeah. Um, he had a combative nature, which is necessary. Um, who? Uh, I wasn't crazy about Obama. Oh really? Um, he wasn't progressive enough. Okay. He wasn't savage enough. He should have made a bigger mark, bigger strides. He had the ability. And um, so in reaction to Obama, people turn around and elect this schmuck. Okay. So then uh, what, what are you looking for? Is there anything that you feel you haven't accomplished yet? You've been around uh, doing so many things. Immortality. Your... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you have. <laughs> You look pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're, we're, are you doing any shows in the uh, L.A. area or Southern California with your uh, tour? Or I guess we can refer people to the website if you don't know. We're going to be doing a uh, uh, man in his prostate in Orange County in about 10 days, I think. Okay. And you can find that at a man in his prostate.com. And then how about the God Help Us? Is that doing anything around here? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, yeah. We're going on to... Boston. Oh, wow. What is it? Uh, Arlington, Mass. Then we're going down to uh, Alabama. Oh, really? A couple shows down there, and then to Georgia, a couple shows. Wow. And um, then we're going to Wisconsin. Wow, you could be running for president yourself. Amazing. At almost 90 years old, still doing all that. We just want to thank you. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Big thanks to the best man, Ed Asner. Thank you for for coming in. Thank you for being so candid. We want to thank the Ice House in Pasadena for uh, coming through. They're just a great club. Go visit them. But if you want to listen to uh, this interview or catch any of our other interviews, go to manofshow.net and also find us again on social media at Facebook on uh, Man Up Show The View for Dudes on uh, Twitter at Man Up underscore show and Instagram at Man Up Show and next week we have uh, mega author and filmmaker Stephen Chabosky in the house so uh, yeah all right till next time man oh well done why do I have to wait Everyone needs laughter after a hard week on the job. So head on over to America's longest-running comedy club, The Ice House in Pasadena, next week for some fantastic shows featuring Court McCown and Jen Murphy at 8 p.m. Saturday and Last Comic Standing champion Dat Fan and hypnotist Mark Sweet on Sunday. For tickets and more information, visit icehousecomedy.com. That's icehousecomedy.com. Or call 626-577-1894. That's 626-577-1894. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.